to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 434 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology and life. And right now we are at Field Days. It may not sound like it because we have found probably the quietest spot in all of Field Days. We're in a fancy rotunda. Pergola? Pergola? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's out on the uh, little lake thing. There's nobody around. We think we actually came here way too early, like two hours before it opens, I think. Um, so, yeah. We actually came after they were going to let us in. Like, we turned up at 6.30, because uh, we're media, we're allowed in. It's very quiet. Yeah, yeah, but it's day one, so it's Wednesday as we're recording this, so it's always a little bit quieter on the first day. Um, so anyway, let's let's get into something. We're doing a normal podcast here, and we can do it remotely anywhere. We're great. <laughs> hey, so have you caught up with what happened with the kids in the jungle? In, um, Columbia is the Columbia. word. Oh, I'm like... It's not Cambodia. Why has why that stuck in my head? Colombia. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Uh, what about the dog? Oh, yeah, they lost the dog. The commando dog. They're yeah. still trying to find it, haven't they? Yeah, no, they're still finding it, looking for it. So a few things that I, I don't know if you know, um, but I'll, I'll go through it. Yeah, for sure. First of all, um, so the Cessna goes down. It's got three adults and four children in it. Uh, the three adults, when they found the plane, were dead, and there were no children there. What they found out later, obviously, is that the mother survived for four days. Mm. Um, and she told the kids they had to go and move. And those kids were an 11-month-old girl, a 4-year-old boy, a 9-year-old girl, and a 13-year-old girl. I know. It's crazy. And, you know, you and I in that jungle would be lucky to last three days, I think. I'm thinking I'd be lucky to last 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Um, so it, 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 this jungle is so bad, they built a prison there because if anyone escaped, they didn't want to escape because the jungle was so bad. Seriously. That's a good spot to build a prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they finally moved away from the wreckage to find a stream because they, all the kids learned to fish in their village at five years old. So they were looking for a stream. That's pretty much what their mothers told them. Um, and they knew what to eat. They knew what berries were good and what was bad. Um, and every night they climbed a tree to, to avoid predators. And they slept in Very good. Um, Amazing. Just blows my mind. I heard that apparently they learned some stuff from a computer game. I don't know how true that is. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I got told that the other day. And I was like, really? And they're like, apparently... Well, this is what someone on the radio was saying, apparently, and you know how radio presenters just make stuff up sometimes. <laughs> no, we don't. I mean, yeah. Hey, we're podcasters. We're a higher class. <laughs> Shout out to all those uh, radio professionals. Actually, we were set up in the media centre just before next to Radio New Zealand, so I'm sure we might bump into them later. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's pretty much all I had on the, the jungle thing. I just it, It's going to spawn some movies. I, and, and I think it's a real big thing for Colombia right now. Like, you know how that Thailand... You know, all those kids being saved a few years ago in Thailand. Elon Musk's cave children. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he was involved. Yeah, but that was such a big thing. Like, And this is a big thing for Colombia, I think, at the moment. Oh, yeah, totally. The screenplay has already been written, if it has not been already. Actually, you just put... You know what you do? You copy the story and just jam it into ChatGPT and go, right, write a story. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, did you hear about the the lawyers that got in trouble on ChatGPT this in in the last week or last month? Did they submit something and it was all bogus or something? Yeah. So these lawyers, they um, and, and everybody was just cracking up. All the law people in the states um, were were following this as it was going on, and they they put in this case and it it um, uh, what do you citations of of yeah. cases and. ChatGPT just made up these citations, made up all these excerpts from the cases, and they just threw it in there, and they put it to the judge, and the judge is like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, okay, um, can you just give me some more details on these citations? And they went, and, oh, we can't find them? What do you mean you can't find them? And they got raked over the coals, like big time, sanctioned to hell. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, I've got a story for you. This is sort of, we're involved in this sort of, not really. Um, you know when you make a film and you have some gear and you have like there's trucks sometimes and or trailers or cars and there's stuff everywhere right and um, you know when you put a corpse in the back of a truck on a horror set that you've hired the truck for well sometimes you just leave it in the truck right and this is what happened in the UK this 35 year old was found in the vehicle in a compound but the witness didn't report his death because when he saw it he goes oh that's a prop from the horror film so is it actually a dead body? It was an actual dead body. So somebody just expired there? Uh, the truck had been used previously uh, on a film set for a horror film, and the guy went to check to see if the truck was still drivable for some reason. I don't know why it says that. It doesn't say it was damaged in any way. Um, oh, sorry. The front of the truck had been smashed in, the curtain on the side had been cut, and the engine wouldn't start. When he looked in, he thought it was a dummy, but it was uh, this dead guy. And... Um, he had been treated for anxiety and depression, so maybe he went into this truck. But apparently, yeah, he was just in the truck. God damn. That's, that's dark. Oh, no, there was a note from the dude in, with an intention of he did want to end his life. So he chose to do it in the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. It is a bit depressing. More depressing when you think about that. Yeah. Speaking of depressing. Um, <laughs> okay. No, I shouldn't say it like that at all. Um, no, we went to Adam's birthday for a movie, movie uh, night. I know. I am so gutted I missed it. I had the day off work. I was all ready, but I was still plagued with my poorliness of whatever my diseases that I've got. And uh, I would have just been coughing the whole time. I'm better today. Uh, but you're going to fill me in on what you saw, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we watched three movies. First one was called The FP. Um, all, all the movies, I've just got to say, oh, no, second one wasn't. But the first and the third were definitely bonkers. They were <laughs> bonkers. I think that's how he, he uh, advertised it to me. He goes, I've got some real weird films for you. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So uh, The FP was it's good. Um, I quite like that, but it was the least of them, which was why well, it was first. That was cool. Um, and it was only me, Sash, and, and Adam there for that. Oh. Um, and then um, then we watched uh, Sensor. That's pretty good. And that's what reminded me of when you, what you reminded me of when you were talking about this dead body thing. Yep. It's about a movie censor who, who does the censorship stuff and becomes a sort of embroiled in this actual horror. Oh, it's, right. it's pretty clever. It's pretty good. It's um, a little dark. Is it American or UK or some other foreign country? I think it's uh, UK. Yeah, it's UK. Okay. That was UK. And then uh, the third one, the piece de resistance of the night, was a French film. Yeah. So subtitled. 
and it is the most bonkers film. Now, you know how many films I've seen at Adam's. This is the most bonkers film I've ever seen at Adam's. And I know what sort of films he's watching sometimes too. So, uh, okay, so this is like next level top tier? Holy hell. It's really good. What's it so called? What's it called? It's called um, Smoking Causes Coughing. Okay. Which uh, is obviously not the title in French. Mm. I don't know what it is in French, but that's what it is, uh, the English translation of it. Definitely worth seeing if you can find it. It's only a couple of years old, um, but damn, damn it's good. Okay. That's a good film recommendation there. I'm going to have to track that down, hopefully. Hey, um, funerals. Let's talk about that. You've been to a couple in your time? Yeah. Okay. So where my mum and dad live, there's a family that's quite... Um, well off I guess and they're quite involved in a bunch of things and I think the wife may have been a trophy wife now that I think about it I think she's a lot <laughs> well yeah I think she's a, I think she's a lot younger than the dude she married but she's like in her 60s now or something I don't know so this family their kids I think when I was at primary school or when I left primary to go to high school they um, the kids were really little they had a bunch of little kids I think never had anything to do with them that's fine well, the dude died. Now, this is a big deal. So uh, there's a couple of people that have died where my uh, parents live. And when they die, it's huge. And they all go to a certain venue. I think it's a hotel or something for the funeral. For the wake. No, the actual funeral oh, the actual itself funeral. Okay. is held in this place because they can have 1,000 people or 2,000 people, right? Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, like everybody goes, right? So my mum says, you know what? This funeral... It was, it, was, it was the nicest one I've been to. And the woman, she's involved in every committee, everything, and she's always organising stuff. And she's always, like, rings my mum up and says, hey, can you make a cake for this thing or, you know. Right, right. So that's good. So she said it was all very good. And when you go to a funeral, a lot of the time they'll play a little video montage thing. Yep. Yep. I've created some of those in the past for funerals. Now, have you created one with the dead person... Going on a little tour of their farm. No, no. So that's what they did. Uh, so he died. They had him in the coffin, apparently. They took uh, him. The, after he's dead. Yeah, yeah, after he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant, like, beforehand he's taking them. Oh, okay, all right. So they took him around one last visit of the farm. Apparently it was shot really well, my mum said. <laughs> they even used those flying camera machines, <laughs> also known as a drone. <laughs> and... I just really want to see it. I want to see what they shot, who was flying a drone, what they showed, and I don't know. Anyway, she was telling me all about it, and I was like, okay. And she goes, it was very well done. Very tastefully done. <laughs> yeah, as tasteful as it can. Dude's on the back of a quad bike just being towed along in a little trailer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Actually. We're, we're doing a lot of death this, this episode. This is what happens when we come to field days. No, but we are at field days, so maybe we should keep an eye out and see if there's a little coffin trailer here. Maybe that's a business. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, like, the other year we spoke to that truly... Oh, that was the pet dude. Yeah. And he did things with pets. I think there should be something here for... Farmers. Farmers, funerals, something along those lines, maybe. Mm. There was a memorial tree thing. Those okay. guys did something the other year. But, yeah, I know I can't remember that. Uh, this family has been trespassed from Domino's Pizza Chain, and I think it said they've been trespassed from every Domino's in the country. So how do you do that? They're scamming them. Well, they're trying to scam them. Yeah. Okay. They found a metal screw in a slice of pizza. Um, there's a picture there for you. 
Okay. It's literally just a screw jammed into a pizza pizza. Uh, of course, their child was eating it, as always. Uh, the police were called to Point Chevalier Road uh, because the father returned to the store to speak to staff. He was given a refund, but he was still unhappy. Uh, he started to become abusive to staff, and then the police turned up. They believed the screw had been put in the pizza after the cooking process. Well, it looks like it from that photo. It's like the shiniest, brightest, brand new screw you could ever find. Pushed, um, uh, thread down into a pizza. Because if you had a screw on a pizza, you'd expect it to be lying flat and then cheese on top. That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So he got trespassed. uh, Family members responded on social media, said that, yes, they did get a trespass order. And they'd been accused of putting the screw in the pizza themselves. Yeah, I don't know. It looks dodgy ass. Looks dodgy ass. What's this dude who spent a lot of time underwater? Oh, yeah. So this American professor, he uh, he spent. I'm pretty sure. Let me just confirm this. Don't want to get you wrong, guys. A hundred days underwater. That's a record. Um, he inhabited um, this thing. Now. So he's in the Jules Undersea Lodge. He was 9.14 metres underneath the water. And basically the reason why this is so groundbreaking, or I don't know, is because it was uh, without depressurisation. So there's, he had to deal with that. But he uh, beat 73 days was the previous record. And he, um, he taught while he was under there as well. And, oh, he's a professor. And he like zoomed in and stuff. So he did a bunch of experiments and all sorts. He met with several thousand students from 12 countries, taught a QSF course, and welcomed more than 60 visitors to the habitat. So so nine metres down, that's three atmospheres or something like that? doesn't say, but um, I guess you'd get used to it. And the big, oh, yeah. the big thing is when you come back up. That, that, yeah, that's the tough thing. That's what gets me, like, he had to depressurise coming up. Yes, I, I assume so. This story is very light on details, so we're just going to make it up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But a lot of it would, like... Because one of my friends died that way. They, yeah. they came up oh, too well. quick and... Um, got, got, got the bubbles. Got the bubbles and died Oh well, on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the big thing with it, I guess, in my head when I first saw the headline was like, oh, okay, part of it would be isolation. No, this dude has 60 visitors and he's teaching courses. He's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when you say 100 days, you're like, oh, that's, you know, that'd be boring as. But if you're doing stuff every day. Exactly. And I think you'd have to keep exercising too. Yeah, I guess. And it sounds like, I don't know. Because you'd probably be able to just swim out and swim back in. You know, do a bit of laps around or or circles around the the habitat and back in. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, United Nations World Environment Day happened uh, the other week. They decided to make a sculpture on Bondi Beach highlighting the plastic waste problem. So that's all fun and games. Uh, they got a whole bunch of plastic. Uh, how big was it? That's what I really want to know. Um, it was the amount of plastic waste that is dumped in the world's oceans every 30 seconds. So they made a giant poo. <laughs> it looks like the emoji emoticon poo. A giant emoji poo. <laughs> that's, that's what you want. <laughs> Uh, no, no, that's good. That's a real statement. How much do you... I, I really want to know who made it, and they're like, you know what? It's one of those things... Oh, don't get me started. Bloody field days, buddy. <laughs> you know what I saw? The art thing. Yeah. I've got a plan for next year, and I'm going to win the $7,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's a good idea, too. It's not a crappy idea, just a pile of rubbish in the corner. 
I've come up with an actual plan and a story behind it. Nice. I'll tell you about it after. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep that under wraps. Uh, do you want to end it here? We're halfway through. Well, let's let's pause it here. We may come back after we've seen some some of the life that might be happening in field days. I might chop this out as well, so who knows? Yeah, all right. Sweetest. Hey, welcome back. Uh, this is the second part of episode 434, and uh, we're not at field days anymore due to the magic of time and being the next day, and maybe <laughs> maybe us forgetting to actually finish the recording. Here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it sort of works out well, I, I guess, because um, it, it was a long day. So I did over 20,000 steps in the day. Um, I was so buggered. When I got home, I went to bed and slept for a couple of hours and then got up and made dinner. Um, oh, no, I didn't get up and make dinner. I um, actually stopped at Dirty Old Singdar on the way home, to be honest. But, yeah. That's the way. That's the way. Singdar. I haven't had that in a while. Singdar takeaways, yeah. What did you think of field days? Oh, it was great. Uh, it seemed quieter than we've had before, although Wednesday is a quiet day generally. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I thought it was good. I, I, we came across some interesting people. Um, my favourite will probably be the hemp people, I would say. Ah, um, uh, yes. Good old um, Tiger Drops. Yeah, so- Tiger Drops. By the time you listen to this, all the podcast episodes are out. They're actually out right now. I've done them all. I've been working like a madman. I haven't emailed everyone and I haven't done the social media posts, but they're all out there. So, But by the time you hear this on Sunday, you can listen to the 10 interviews, I think it was, that we did. And Chris is talking about the guys from Tiger Drops. And we never talked about this to him because we didn't know this. But basically, when you listen to that interview, I hope you do. It's very interesting. There's a lot of claims about what these products can and can't do and what he can legally say and can't say. And you get that in that interview. But after we spoke to him, we went around the corner (laughs) and there was another business. I have no idea what they were called. If you didn't know what it was, it was set up like a a bar, like a a company selling alcohol. Looked very similar to one of them. Yeah, it was called. I thought it was called Hemp Man, actually, something like that. Oh, I have no idea, so I didn't want to get anything wrong there. Now, they had a product which, from a layman's point of view, looked identical, but they were claiming that it could do everything. Yeah, there were all sorts of claims there. Um, Plus, the price was almost double. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go with the people we spoke with because he has, he has the the social company that's helping with this he's designed yeah yeah he's designed a year 13 curriculum for this type of stuff and he's the only one or the first one to come up with some sort of training for the doctors that the doctors accepted Uh, if you go to the if you go to the website there's a whole thing about it it's pretty cool oh cool because i haven't done any of that obviously um cool so so today they came out with the um site awards for field days yeah, uh, and they give a so what, grand. What's that like? The best exhibitor or the best yeah uh, exhibition site? Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a different, a bunch of different um, categories. categories. That's the word. Yeah. Uh, the Supreme Site Award is Power Farming Wholesale Limited. Yeah, I don't recall them at all. <laughs> they were at the bottom of gate two, apparently, and right. it's all tractors and stuff. And uh, so that was okay, but the cool thing was. They wanted good old 
because it's a three generational family business they had a whole site explaining that which is really good they wanted to have good old-fashioned authentic hospitality was at the forefront of every decision when it came into that site build now what they did and i thought this was clever they gave away a thousand tickets to certain guests to come check out the stand via the app they get a notification every time one of those people goes through the gate so they know they're on site. So that was pretty cool. Nice. And there was a crowd who we probably should have spoken to. They were in the uh, pantry, I think. They were called Pure by the Barrel Man. And they got the uh, Commitment to Sustainability Award. They recycle wine barrels in their entirety to make platters, plant stands, and furniture. I'm sure I've seen them before, previous years. Uh, And any leftover materials are donated to local restaurants for use in their smokers. Huh. Yeah. um, Just so a bit of behind the scenes for for everyone listening. Um, There's a lot of sites after your days. We're talking a lot. Do do you have a number? Uh, not off the top of my head. See if you can look one up while I'm talking about this. But yeah, um, unfortunately, it's not as easy to find through the app as we would have liked to to sort of skim through and go, oh, that one looks all right. That one looks all right. You can go through and you see a lot of names and the names don't mean anything. And then if you click on them, they give some of them give quite a bit of information, which is quite cool. And some of them give like the most rudimentary information like, uh, I don't know. So we had an idea of about I, I had about five or six, which doesn't isn't many at all, um, that I knew I wanted to look at. And then we had uh, a couple of people, um mainly uh Nerida and Rachel, um suggested a few people we should go and see, which was really cool. So yeah. we went and saw those. Um yeah. And uh yeah, so next year, if there is anybody you know at Field Days who want us to go and interview, let us know because that uh, seemed to work out pretty good, actually. Who do you think got the best indoor site? Now, I will narrow this down for you. Inside the pavilion. One. No. Uh, Dairy NZ Limited. Really? Yeah, I had the They same were thing. busy a lot. I must they say. were. They were. I and I was. I don't know why. <laughs> well, dairy farmers, they... That's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Because they, um, they had a competition. You did you see the competition at the at the very end in the green? They had a big stand. Milk one or something. Like, we'll pay more than Fonterra. Oh, uh that was um yeah. Um I don't think it was Tatua. No, it was the other one. Uh yeah, the other main competitor to Fonterra. So Okay. But but they've got like a br- quite big brand loyalty so i don't know how easy it is for a farmer to switch like i'm sure there's some breakage fee i'm not sure how it works yeah yeah i'm sure there is and, and i and i think you know they only exist because ontario manages to annoy you know piss somebody off they go, <laughs> yeah, where else am i gonna go well i'm gonna go there now that's but, right uh, they'll never they'll never overtake them you know. I learnt uh, while we're at field days, the number one thing that people on social media like to see is my foot-long German sausage. <laughs> we had random... <laughs> have you seen the people that like that? There was a few, eh? Like, um, super old flatmate that moved to Auckland. Heather, yeah. Heather, yeah, Heather liked that. 
So it was good. Um, and Art, I think he was on there. Oh yeah, Artie. Yeah, yeah, Artie. Anyway, uh, that was good. I had an idea next year. If I've got multiple days off, I am going to edit all these interviews while I'm at field days. That's what I'm going to do because then I won't get distracted. I'm there. And we had a lot of people that wanted to possibly meet up with us today. Yeah. And we didn't go. But if I'm there just fluffing around, like we could catch yeah, up. I think we could have organized it a little bit better because if, if we actually sat down for a while <laughs> and did some editing and just got off our feet for a bit, it probably would have helped. Break um, it up a bit. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I've got that. And I've got another winning idea, Chris. This came to me about two hours ago in the car. Nice. We have we have a little sign. I don't know how to make it. I don't know what it'll look like, but it's something <laughs> kind of you know like this big A four maybe or whatever, and we'll put it on the back of our bag or back of our shirt, whatever we've got on our back, and basically it'll say, "Ever want to be on a podcast? Hit us up." Nice. Then we will have, uh, and this will be called People of Field Days. So if there's enough of them, they all become one episode, and we have a selection of four sets of questions. And we go, what set of questions do you want? One, two, three, or four? Yep. And then we just go, righto, what's your most embarrassing story? Why are you at field days? What do you want to look at? Or whatever. Yeah, we yeah, could do yeah. this for almost any event. We could do that at Armageddon too. Yeah, yeah. Because we had people checking out our shirt at field days, um, which is cool. Yeah, random people going, you're Chris, you're Sam? <laughs> like sort of yeah. making a statement, but obviously 50-50 chance they got it right. I know. But they felt confident enough to, to say you know, something. Yeah. Say something. So that was, was a bit cool. crazy. Um and that's basically yeah, field days. But in terms of the weather, that was possibly the best weather I've yes. been to. Because um although it was pretty chilly in the morning, um we have been to field days when it's quite hot. Yeah, hot sucks. And hot Rain sucks, sucks as well. Um, so the, this was about perfect. It was about the best weather that we've ever had, I think. Yeah, it worked out pretty good. Um, I'm happy with uh, who we spoke to, what we did. Cool, cool. Hey, I've got one story here that I might mention because it's nothing to do with field days. It's just something that I hadn't talked about for ages. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I've been thinking of It's been on my list for ages, and I just haven't said anything about it. So, um, basically, did you know about the weather impact of the Tonga eruption? When did the Tongan eruption happen? Um, okay. January 15th last year. Okay. Yes. Okay. I thought I might have missed something, but no, carry on. Yeah. So, that sent, here, here, it says here, the, uh, Unprecedented amount of water vapor was hurled into the atmosphere. Oh, cool! And, and this um, this link I've got is a NASA link, and it's a satellite image of the thing coming up from down below. Yes, pretty pretty effort epic. The Hunga Tonga Hunga Haapai ha uh, volcano erupted on January fifteenth, sent a tsunami racing around the world, mm. set off sonic boom that so circled the globe twice. Oh, that's pretty good. The underwater eruption in the South Pacific also blasted an enormous <clears throat> excuse me, plume of water vapor into Earth's stratosphere, enough to fill more than 58,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Whoa. 
The sheer amount of water vapor could be enough to temporarily affect Earth's global average temperature. We've never seen anything like it. An atmospheric scientist said, da, 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 da. Um, he led a new study examining the amount of water vapor the Tonga volcano injected into the stratosphere, the layer of the atmosphere between 8 and 33 miles, yeah. 12 and 53 kilometers above Earth's surface. The eruption sent around 146 teragrams of water, which is a horrible measurement. I <laughs> know. Oh, I don't even... Is that a thousand ton? No, what? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, a billion kilograms? It is, or you're guessing? I'm guessing. A billion kilograms would be a, a, a one, oh, 146 billion k- kilograms, I should say. But yeah. Yes. So. Um, which is about four times the amount of water vapor that scientists estimate the 1991 Mount Pinatubo, Pinatubo from Philippines did. Um, yes. So anyway, they reckon that it's going to last about 10 years. 10 years it's going to be in the atmosphere. Fair to come down. So oh, 10 man. years. That's, that, that just blew my mind. And I'm like, how come I didn't know any of this? Well, if you're not in those circles and you're normally reading up on that stuff, you probably wouldn't. But uh, no, but uh, I will put the link in the show notes as well. Um, but it, it's just good watching that um, eruption thing from from satellite. It looks just looks cool. Looks cool. Hey, uh, I was at the post shop down the road from me today and uh, sending something, and this old lady came in and she looked fancy. And um, <laughs> oh, a fancy lady. Well. If she's buying $400 worth of Apple iTunes cards across 20 cards, do you think she's getting scammed? What was that? We talked about that once before and somebody bought loads and loads of cards. What was that? Yeah, it, that was the old, it's a scam. That's how they do it. They're like, you have to pay us on these cards. And that old guy was doing it and he paid heaps, I think was what we talked about in the past. That's right. Yeah. She seemed quite comfortable about it. And she was just, oh, yeah. And the woman had to scan every single card to load them all up. And I was like, 50-50, and if I should have said anything, I was just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Just seemed weird. Um, I don't know. If it was nearer Christmas, you, I'd be more relaxed about it. Because you can imagine it's like, oh, yeah, maybe a staff thing, and each of the staff are getting a, a bonus, and you're doing that. That would make sense, but in june but it's sort of like you know it comes back to the retailer at the post shop they're just like they just don't give a shit they just want to process it when in reality they should go that's not a normal transaction yeah sure Uh, it must it can't be unless it is normal like they do it a lot and in which case it's a problem as well (laughs) yeah there's just lots of people getting scammed non-stop and they're just like they don't know that's crazy that's crazy yeah, so um, what what's next in events? Have we got an event coming up that we can uh, have a crack at? No, not that we know. Not that other know than of. the fireside chat. Just saying. yes, we'll uh, we'll have more on that next week. If this is your very first episode of listening to the Chris Sam podcast, well, you're Sorry. in for a treat. We've got over four hundred other bloody episodes, and uh, if you want to listen to some really good ones, you want to look up the best beasting story. Best 
bee sting story in the world that's on the front page of the website um stories from trev or trev stories yep the hundredth episode it gets a bit messy but you can listen to us uh, yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't recommend that much, to be honest <laughs> and if you start, I, I was wasted and if you start from the start apologies for the sound quality and me sounding like i'm a zombie i don't know what's going on back then yeah 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 it, it took us a little a uh, little while to get into the stride but yeah that's right um yeah so this is us this is everyone that we met or every if you're listening to this hello yeah uh okay cool cool well um until next time i'm sam i'm chris see ya Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.